0: On this week's episode of A Woman Redefined, we are talking about what depression looks like. Uh, This episode is vulnerable and very honest and authentic, and sometimes it's not so easy to talk about. So we hope you enjoy. Let's get started.
1: Hello, Allie.
0: Hello, Tanya. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been forever since we've-
1: sat actually and recorded a podcast with my life has been a whirlwind traveling me all over the world.
0: It has. You've been like the grand traveler lately. I mean
1: just to the West Coast, but we'll (laughs) I'll take the sunshine and a little warmer temps. So listeners, we have a really intimate conversation today we want to share with you. And I think Allie and I both want everyone to know that we are always here to listen um, we're here for you. We don't ever want you to feel alone, but we're also not mental health professionals. And so if you, if anything in this conversation has you doing some checks of, yep, 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 please reach out to someone in the medical industry who can who can provide you a little bit more help than Allie and I can in sharing our stories.
0: Yes, thank you for that point. This is going to be a very intimate and very vulnerable conversation we both agreed that it needs to be, it needs to be talked about. And most importantly, I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, so here we go. Here we go. Jump right in.
1: Um, you know, and it's a topic, it's a, I feel like mental health, Allie, we're getting better about talking about it and you're seeing more people of who are influential talking about their struggles with mental health, but I don't think we as a society recognize how massive mental health is in our society.
0: I agree. And yes, I think it is talked about more and more every day. And yes, big influencers um, are sharing stories, but as the reason we started this podcast, and one of the things that stays really true to both of us and important is that we reach everyday people
2: mm-hmm. because
0: we're the everyday woman. We're right. not celebrities, we're not influencers. We're just two women having a lot of conversations about life as women and conversations that we felt important enough to start this podcast with. So, right this is one of those things. And I don't think mental health is as taboo as it used to be. I don't, but I still think there's a pretty big stigma around it. I think the stigma is still very much attached to it. And it makes a lot of people feel like they don't know how, or that they can't talk about it. Right. And I want to open the conversation up today to talk a little bit about it.
1: Mm -hmm. So. All right.
0: Well, Winter,
1: I just think in general, winter seems to be dark and lonely. And I think when you add, for me, you take away the sunshine and the ability to get outside regularly. And I just, I feel myself spiraling down. And I think that you feel a lot of those same things. And this year, it really triggered some stuff for you.
0: It did. Um, So to just let our listeners know, at the time that we are recording this podcast, which is in the second week of March of 2022, I am finding my way out still of a pretty long depressive episode. So I struggle with depression. I have had depression most of my life. I'm 51 years old and I've had depression most of my life, but I I didn't always have it where episodes lasted really long or were really, really dark. And my father suffered from clinical depression, was diagnosed with clinical depression when he was 19. And my paternal grandmother also struggled with depression. And on my maternal side, we have a long line of women who have been diagnosed and struggle with panic disorder. So panic attacks. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I got the best of both. So this particular episode, I, it started for me, it started, um, I would say it's, you know, about a month or between a month and six weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago. You know, I had gone through a period of time and for any of our listeners or any people out there that do follow me on social media, I had posted that I was struggling with a lot of death around me. Mm -hmm. There had been, it, it was, there was a period of time over like two to three weeks where like, it was two weeks where five people I personally know had passed away. Mm -hmm. One of those people was a childhood, one of my childhood best friends. And her death, although she struggled with addiction, her death was accidental. It made me realize the fact that that so many of her friends didn't know how severe her depression and loneliness were, and she didn't feel that she could talk about it, even with her own, you know, family, some of it, she, she did a good job at hiding the things she wanted to hide.
1: We really get good at hiding things that we don't want people to see. And oh, yes, we do. when you are living with depression, you can hide how unhappy you are you know we one of the things we were talking about before we started hitting record is just how lonely depression is even though when you're surrounded by people because you're feeling like you're going through the motions and it takes all the energy you have to get through just the day-to-day tasks
0: right so i would say for me it started pretty much when um when my friend passed away it shook me to the core i had had a lot of loss and I was just kind of like, I felt shook. That's mm-hmm. literally how I felt inside. Like what is happening? Every time the phone rang, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be another one. Oh my God, someone passed away. And listen, every day people pass away. The world is, is oh, it's so hard right now. What we're mm-hmm. watching, what we're listening to, what we're, well, I mean, every time we turn on the TV right now, right. what we have to watch and hold all these people, you know, in our hearts and prayers every day. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But it was so close to me personally. And for whatever reason, it just, it was like the final shake. And, And it kind of sent me spiraling into feeling like, did I ask the right questions? Did I not ask any questions? Did mm-hmm. I not check in enough? Did I, how come I didn't know these things? And then I started to dig into myself and realize that exactly what you said, when we don't want people to see something, we hide.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's easy to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I want to give depression a face yep. because as I was saying to you before we hit the record button, you know, you see all these commercials on TV for all these pharmaceuticals and, you know, it's anxiety medicine, depression medicine, and they have, you know, images or sometimes they, it's almost like, a, like a stick people drawings, right. even, you know, just like little drawings where they have them laying in bed with the covers pulled up, you know, to the bottom of their chin and, or they're carrying these little signs, little wood sticks that have faces on them and they're kind of hiding behind them or and and I'm only sharing my story and like we said in the disclaimer we are not mental health professionals we are here as a women redefined to share our stories in the hopes that someone out there connects to them or hears it and says oh I'm not alone because you're not alone And I felt really alone in my depression. And that's part of what it is. Mm -hmm. And I just, the face of depression here, right here in this space was get up and go to work. Mm -hmm. 5.30 when my alarm went off, I got up and I showered and I got dressed and I got in my car and I went to work. To be at work at seven thirty, and on my drive to work, I would either listen to a meditation on happiness or calming, just to get myself in the space. Or I would listen to one of my favorite people, Joel Osteen. Uh, his message always inspires me, and I'm not a religious person. I just happen to love the way he shares messages of hope and motivation, and I I just like that. And, or I sometimes would drive with nothing on and I would talk to myself. You're going to have a great day. Today's going to be a happy day. Today's going to be smiling day. I would drive to work, giving myself the motivational messages I needed to get through the next five hours. Mm -hmm. And then I would leave work and sometimes If I was going to the bat on a bathroom break, you know, like if I was running into the bathroom, I would wash my hands. I would look in the mirror. I would put a little water on my face and I would say, "Okay, pull the smile up and go back out there. Mm -hmm. And that's what carried me through those work days. And then I would come home. And I would come in and I would shut the door and I play with the dogs and I take the dogs out for walks and I would cry and I would beat myself up for the way I was feeling and for the, the negative thoughts that were going on in my head. And then I would try to make sense of them. And, you know, it was just, this was day after day after day for like almost six weeks. And, I wasn't in bed. I didn't draw the shades and curtains. You know, I made sure that the first thing I did in the morning was open my curtains mm-hmm. in the bedroom, and open the curtains in the living room, and let the sunshine in. And I live in Florida, so there's always sunshine. Right. So I the there was so much darkness inside of me that I needed to be flooded by light.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I
0: never laid in bed. I never stayed in bed. Um, Because for me, that wasn't going to help me. Right. I needed to find the little tiny things. I still exercised. I still went for my walks um, and put on a podcast and just tried to tune out my own head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I altered medication that needed to be done focused on my nutrition focused on increasing certain supplements and just kept getting up getting dressed and pushing on and now i'm on i'm not fully on the other side of it but i am i'm definitely i'm definitely coming out of it i'm definitely coming through it well and for people who maybe don't know what a, a depressed, a
1: depressive episode feels like. I feel like it's like this long lasting cold, right? Like let's compare it to something people are comfortable. People can associate with like, it's that running nose that never goes away. Like you just, you know, you still have a cold cause you're just not feeling a hundred and you're just not feeling yourself. And I think that a depression episode is a lot like that, where you just, they're, you know as you're going you're getting better right but you're still you know you're not 100% yourself right and the other thing too is how much energy it takes for us to tell our minds to shut the fuck up right because they're so negative and that's right you're so exhausted because you're having these conversations in your head to just try and keep yourself sane and not listen to the negativity
0: that you just don't have space to do anything else. It's fucking exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't stand even being around myself. So why would anybody else want to be around me? Which is the depression talking too, right? It is the depression talking, but that's what happens is, you know, I used to wrestle with the, the understanding of, this was years ago, with anxiety versus depression. And I think sometimes people can blur those lines.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And for me, I started to understand something when um, I would have these depressive episodes You know, throughout my life, is that I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel worried and anxious about what was happening or not knowing what was going to happen or needing to know what was going to happen or that anxiety of like that worry. Mm-hmm. Depression for me, and again, everybody is different, but I started to understand for me, depression looked like hopelessness. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Wasn't so much the worry of like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I need to know what's going to happen because I, I can't be surprised. I can't not know what's ahead of me. Right. I just felt hopeless and I felt like a failure and I I felt numb. So I am a very social person also, and I needed to be surrounded by people, but I couldn't be. Right. That was a really hard thing because I needed people, but I also couldn't get into the, I couldn't be in that space of always having to have conversation. And I wanted to call friends, but I also didn't want to be a burden knowing that I couldn't hold that conversation of of happiness and joy or listening to other people talking about their busy lives and their successes or their kids or their families or their marriages and knowing that I couldn't I couldn't give any of that conversation back mm-hmm. so that also made me feel less than so it becomes isolating and I just felt numb to everything Mm -hmm. The life. Um, and one of the things that I did was pulled back from social media. So I was trying to build a presence on social media for so long, um, as a brand so that, you know, whether it was my coaching business in the past or a podcast, you know, just trying to show up every day, trying to inspire, if I could inspire just one person, But I also noticed that the energy it was taking to say to myself, am I posting the right things? Am I doing this the right way Mm -hmm. and looking at everybody else's social media? And I'm not really one to do that compare and despair game. I'm really not. But I started to see the people that I follow for business or for the things I like. And saying, well, look at all the reels they're doing and how easy they are for them. Or look at all the content they're posting and look how nice they, their hair and their clothes and their makeup always look. And I couldn't bring myself to do that. And mm-hmm. I thought the best thing that I could do was walk away and just drop out of social media, only post you know, episodes, upcoming episodes of the podcast or periodically a picture of the dogs or something, Mm -hmm. but not really
1: sharing, but I, I
0: stopped going live and I stopped. And it's funny because when I started to think through things, one of the things that I loved most about social media was my ability to be myself, my hair's Mm -hmm. up, I have my workout clothes on. I go out for my walk in the morning. This is the way I used to be all the time, mm-hmm. you know, in the, a year ago. I go out for my walk and talk. And I would do my lives on my walk. And everybody would share parts of Key West with me and loved the backgrounds and the weather and the sunshine and the ocean. And I would talk and inspire and share my stuff. And I felt like I had a purpose. And I felt like my content was inspiring for other people. And I got a lot of feedback that it was from lots of people that sent me messages. So I kept showing up. But this time around, I couldn't show up because my depression was on one side of me and I was on the other side of me. Right. And you're just, and I'm, I'm juggling that. And the depression was so much stronger this time. And it was like, you can't go live. You look terrible. You have nothing to say that anybody wants to hear. You know, I'm not someone who and this is just truth. I'm not someone who plans a content calendar in advance and has everything pre-scheduled to load. Mm-hmm. I'm not that good. I'm not that technology equipped and and the well, truth and, is-
1: and the truth is you like the authenticity of whatever the universe is downloading to you in that moment, and you want to share that. That is
0: it. always the way I live my life. That is always the way I showed up on social media. It's, I wake up this morning, I'm out walking, this is the download that comes, and this is what I'm going to share with you today. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And during this time period, every single day for the last three weeks, I kept saying to myself, at some point in the day, I would hold my phone, it was on Facebook or Instagram and it, 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 I would hit the live button and I would just wait and wait and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it. And then I wouldn't do it. This went on every single day, seven days a week for the last 21 days. And I couldn't do it because I wanted to share what was happening. I wanted to say, this is, this is where I've been. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening. And the only reason I wanted to share it was because I felt so alone that I thought if one person out there on my live hears this message and says, I'm not alone, then that's that's I only ever am talking to one person at a time. Right. And I wanted people to know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not alone because I know you're out there too somewhere, right. even if we're not connected but I couldn't do it.
1: I think that I wrote down as you were talking, depression robs us of believing in ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? And so it takes away that strong belief of your purpose and who you are, and it makes you question all of that. And it's, that's what's Mm -hmm. so frustrating about it, right? Because Mm -hmm. now that you're at the end of it, you know that it was just depression being playing its nasty little fucking games.
0: It takes away your joy. It, it takes, takes away t- your playfulness. It mm-hmm. takes away your creativity. It takes away your smile. It takes away the light behind your eyes. It, you know, the sun was shining out every day for me, but I saw a cloud. And it was like that cloud only followed me. Mm-hmm.
1: And like you said, and because you feel that way, then you feel it's hard for you to share in the joy. Mm-hmm around you because you're feeling like, why do they
0: get to have this? And I'm not feeling that. And I'm happy for all the people that are right. having that joy. I'm not envious. I'm happy for everybody that's having success and feels happy and they're having good times and they're celebrating things. I just couldn't share in it. I couldn't right. show up in it. And right. so I showed up where I needed to show up mm-hmm. to smile on And behind all that, I was, I was crying inside and I would hold that until I got home and then I would cry every day. And, Mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a very hard place to be. Um, the, the, The extreme loneliness of depression is, and like I said to you, it's not that I couldn't ask for help. Or that I didn't want to ask for help. I am so not ashamed that I am someone who struggles with depression. Because I do believe that it has to be talked about, which is Mm -hmm. why we finally agree. Because we've talked about doing this episode on depression for a long time. Since we've started talking. And it's only now that we're doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, a year later. So, And I think we were
1: meant to wait for it. Yes. Because there were so many things that you learned this time around. And I think, that,
0: and I want to share that too, Tanya, because I don't want this to be just this is what it looks like in my depression. I also want to share some things that I learned this time around. Maybe it's because I'm older. Maybe it's because I'm a little wiser. Maybe it's because of the work that I have already done over the years that I'm able to see it differently. And yes, I felt all of those things I just talked about. But this time I allowed now in the past years where I've had depressive episodes, I allow, I let them control what was happening. I let them continue to make me feel horrible and until it lifted. But this time, and I never used the depressive episode as a stepping stone Mm -hmm. this time around I told myself that if I'm going to be struggling through this, I'm going to find the lessons in it this time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it was really important for me to do that and to figure out what is, what was behind the depression? How did, when did it start? What do I feel triggered it? What were some of the things that I've learned through it? And I've been able to, to do those things. And that was an important growth for me. That was an important one. It showed me how much I've already grown and how much, and, and also, you know, how much i had grown in the years prior to this one. And also how much I had just grown through the last six weeks, of Mm -hmm. struggling so bad through this darkness, but allowing myself to feel Every bit of it. I didn't try to push it away. I didn't try to, to, you know, hide it from the closest people. I mean, they knew I was going through it, but from just, it's not about anybody else. It's about the right, person right. going through it. And in the past, I would try to push it down because you I didn't want even, to. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to fight the feelings and the shitty feelings it's giving me. But this time I stopped fighting it and allowed myself to feel dark and feel the loneliness and feel the tears and feel the failure. I was, you know, thought that I that it was pushing on me and to look at why do I feel less than and just that. Yes, we want to feel all the great, happy, elated feelings we get in life, everything we celebrate that's good and all the love and friendships. And we want to feel all the good times, but we're only half living if we do that. Because I remember
1: an activity, my
0: feeling at all.
1: Yep. I remember an activity my therapist had me do. He literally made me, he said, stop telling me you're fine and feel the feeling you're having right now. Like we stuff down the bad stuff and we've never learned how to feel them. And because we're told we're not supposed to cry, we're not supposed to feel this way. Blah blah blah, 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 blah. So anytime we have those feelings, we just push them down. But a lot of times, if you can feel it, you get through it a little faster. And I, I know that you've had six weeks and it doesn't seem like it, but I think Sometimes we just have to learn to feel all the feelings and it's not, we're not always going to be happy. We're not always going to be joyful, but we've got to feel everything that
0: we're feeling. Because when we feel and accept the way we feel, these emotions that are happening, you know, again, I can only speak to myself. So I don't want to put words out there for anybody else that might be going through something. When I allowed myself to feel those negative feelings, what we call negative feelings, you know, the darkness, the sadness, the loneliness, the hatefulness in myself and accept what was happening, it was less scary. Also, Mm -hmm. it was less scary to do it that way. Mm -hmm. And. We need to keep this conversation open in the world. We need to be more accepting and compassionate and loving of people that struggle with mental health. It is real. It is lonely and it is frightening. And we need to make sure people know that they are not
1: alone. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can a theme throughout our messages throughout all our podcasts is just connecting with the everyday woman and letting you know that you are loved. You are not alone. There are people who care about you. There are people who are, we don't ever want you to feel that way. Um, I don't know. Do you watch the TV show? A million little things. Yes. Right now. What's his character's name is in a major depressive episode. And, you know, I, they've done a really good job of portraying, you know, some of his actions and I can't think Rome, um, you know, and he was just quick to anger and he was like, everyone's walking on eggshells around him. And, but I, I felt like they've done a really good job of helping bring that conversation of this is what depression can look like because it's not laying in bed and not getting out of bed. It, you know, and I think that that's sometimes the view we think of when we think of the word but it's really not. It's, and again, this is my, my version of it. I feel like depression is you are like a puppeteer going through the motions, but not living your life.
0: That's exactly what it feels like. That's exactly what it feels like. Um, and so I just think that people, you know, let's talk about it. If you You know, I thank you for listening to our podcast. I thank you for being supportive in this episode of vulnerability and (laughs) extreme authenticity. And I want to also say that a couple little things that helped me along the way in these weeks, in case anyone is listening and not knowing what to do or, you know, little things you could possibly do to help yourself getting out, taking a walk. Like every, every day I got out and walked some days I did more than walked and I did a little extra exercising and working out, but, but without fail, every day I got out and I walked, I put on a podcast or an audible book and I just would walk and walk and walk and kind of lose myself in something else, something else that I would learn something. It could teach me not about depression, not about mental health, something else, So I could use that time to let my brain take in something that I just wanted to know about or learn about, or just something that had absolutely no meaning. It was just a book I wanted to lose myself in during my walk. Mm -hmm. That was really helpful. Keep that blood flowing, that oxygen moving. And then I also focused, you know, dialed in a little more on my nutrition. I cut back on sugars and processed stuff and just tried to make sure I was still eating the best I could. And I also, you know, took a, a look at my supplements and, and shifted things up. I up my fish oils and my vitamin D and, um, I added in some medicinal mushroom capsules and just really looked at what would help me. Mm-hmm. And, so- there's, there's just little things, you know, that it made me feel like I was taking control of these certain parts mm-hmm. of myself and I wasn't letting the depression take control of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that helped me a lot.
1: And you had mentioned too something before we had recorded, it's just trying to have an appreciation for the moment you're in and being grateful for that too. And trying, I My son's been off a little bit the last few weeks and I can tell a little more reclusive, not wanting to hang out with his friends, right? Like, so some of those things that I (coughs) can start to tell them he's working through something. And I was texting with him because he was at his dad's. And I said, before you go to bed tonight, just write down one or two things you're grateful for. Like, Have that be your last thought before you go to bed. And, you know, having that gratitude, is so important even when it's not, but Allie, I just, I am so grateful that I have you in my life and that I have you as my friend and my partner and that you're willing to
0: share this because it's not easy. I appreciate you saying that it means a lot. And I appreciate our friendship so much. It's funny. Just yesterday, I was having a conversation with somebody at work And we were talking about, talking about friendships and things and and how sometimes through like the pandemic and things, you meet people that come into your life and have such an impact. And I was saying, my, my partner, my podcast partner and my friend, we've never even met in person. We have this beautiful friendship. It's amazing that we built this relationship up and we've never actually met in person yet. So I think that sometimes you find people that come into your life that were so unexpected. Exactly. And it's amazing. You know, it's truly amazing. I'm so appreciative. And these episodes like this one are so important. And I thank you for giving me the space and the safety to talk about it. And
1: I appreciate you being willing to share because it's a conversation that we just need to continue to have with people. You're not alone. Uh, before we wrap it up, I have a question for you. And as a friend, as your friend who, what would you say to someone who says, I have a friend who's depressed. What can I do to support them? Mm
0: -hmm. That's such a good question. First of all, And if you know somebody that's struggling through a depression, I think the best thing you can do is to make sure they know that you're there for them. The worst thing you can do is offer advice because you're not inside their heads and you're not feeling it. And depression turns thoughts very ugly and kind of tries to control that narrative. So when someone offers advice or tries to tell you what they think you should do, sometimes it makes the depression worse because you want to do those things. Of course you do. Right. You just can't right now. And so to be able to say, you know, like, Hey, Tanya, I know you're, I know you're going through a depression. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that information with me. I don't know what it is that I could do for you, but please know I'm here to support you. I'm here to talk. If you should need that space, to so let me hold it for you. Or if there's anything that I can get for you. You know, it's just about letting someone know, you know, I have, I have one friend who I called several times during this time period. And then I didn't for a little while. And she's like, you can tell me anything. You know, you're my ride or die. And I was like... I don't want to be that person that always gets on the phone and I can't be that space for you, but I need you to be that for me all the time right now. And she goes, that's what our friendship is for. Because when Mm -hmm. I need you, you'll be there right Mm -hmm. now. You need me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I needed. Yep. She didn't tell me she never ever offered thoughts or advice about how I could make myself better. It was just holding that space and making sure that I knew it was safe. Mm -hmm. to call her at any time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that's really important. I think is probably one of the most important things is just knowing that you have somebody that will allow you to say the things you need to say or to cry or to say the ugly things that are happening in your head And just hold that space for you. So you can just get it out.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Sometimes just holding it inside makes the noise louder. Right. Right. And you have to vent it out to somebody who will listen safely without trying to tell you how to fix yourself.
1: Right. Because I don't know about you, but someone telling me what I need to do, regardless of my time in life, just of how I'm supposed to feel and how I'm supposed to make this feel better. Just never, it never works.
0: No, it doesn't work. It's like, I, and and I, and I love people. I love people always offering advice. I mean, that's how our world runs, right? Mm-hmm. I've become really intentional about, I'm trying to be even more so than ever intentional about things. Even the simplest things, Tanya, like if I'm watching something and I'm like, so into something like a show and I'm talking to somebody on the phone. I'm like, oh my God, I just watched this great show. And they're like, what is it? And I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was really good. This is what I got from it. If you're looking for a new show, maybe check it out. I'm never like, you have to watch this. Right. Oh my God, you have to watch this. This is going to be the best show. And then why didn't you watch it? Or everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And I just think that I'm. I'm trying. I always try to be intentional, and I try to give people space to be who they are. And through this, I'm just trying to do it even more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we are so grateful for you, Ally, and the joy mm-hmm. and all the feelings you bring to this world. And I hope, and I'm glad um, to know that you are seeing the light at the end of your tunnel, and that you yes. have been so brave and navigating your way through this time. And I just love you to pieces.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And I want to say to the listeners and anybody out there, if you are struggling through, like we said in the beginning, any of the feelings that we talked about, if you feel like you're struggling with a depression or an overwhelming anxiety, please reach out to your physician or a mental health professional. If you aren't sure even what to do, at least pick up the phone and call a friend, just Mm -hmm. so you know, you're not alone. Call a friend who you know will listen to you. And if you're really not sure what else to do, reach out to myself or to Tanya through our social media aspects or our emails through our websites, which is all listed in our show notes, um, because we surely will never leave you feeling alone. So thank you.
1: Thank you for listening, friends, and tune in for next time. Thank you for listening to A Woman Redefined. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to things we mentioned in today's episode and to learn more about us, our sponsors, and where to find us on social media. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate it, and give us a review. If you know someone who would enjoy our conversations, please share it with them. Today's episode was brought to you by Allie Roberts Coaching and Schillerland Consulting. Join us. For next week's A Woman Redefined, Real Talk with Allie and Tanya.